Many of you will have realized uh, from uh, long-time listening that this is a unique broadcast. It's unique in that it chooses to explore the gospel through the book of Romans, because this book is inspired by God, and Paul was appointed by Jesus Christ to proclaim the gospel, and he does it in a remarkable and unique way, which helps us to understand the grace of God and what Jesus, what God has done, God the Father, in his Son, Jesus Christ. It's unique as well because it shows us how faith works in the midst of trouble and tribulation and disappointment and depression and addiction and all kinds of issues. You see, faith is given by God to help us through the dark days as well as the days of joy, to help us to walk through landmines of of uh, a disaster in our lives and difficulties and temptations. So, this program helps people who are addicted to various things like drugs or alcohol or food issues or sex issues to be able to face them instead of shutting down before God and uh, going into our darkness. If we know how to open up to God, then we are much healthier in our walk with him and our growth. There's something else as well that's unique about this program, and some of you are only just maybe becoming aware of it. The truth that I'm expressing in this broadcast also includes the fact that God, through his Son, Jesus Christ, is going to save all humanity. That is, the goats as well as the sheep. Now, this may be enormously offensive to some people. In fact, I believe that I've lost some of my listeners as a result of this fact. You see, years ago, well, for years, I've been teaching the Book of Romans. And um, as I teach it more and more verse by verse, going through it in the detail that we share together in this broadcast, I've had this strange hunch constantly nagging me that Paul is talking more than we realize about the salvation of the human race. He's talking about the um, universal effect of Jesus' work upon all humanity. But I haven't wanted to admit that because I belonged previously to a church that didn't uh, think in those terms, that thought in terms of the sheep being saved and the goats being lost. And, of course, it's very, very contrary to um, uh, Christian tradition to think in terms of God rescuing the whole planet. And some people say that, well, Colin, how in the world can you believe that? I mean, what about the, uh, you say, the, the destruction of the wicked and the wicked shall perish and, uh, and uh, the, the message that Jesus gives about saving, uh, inviting the sheep into eternal life and the goats into everlasting punishment. How can you possibly believe this kind of stuff? Well, the truth is that there are two major groups of texts in the Bible that seem to contradict one another. 
one of the groups is the texts that uh, and the like texts that you that I just quoted that you refer to, the sheep and the goats and the wicked being uh, uh, perishing and of course the uh, the uh, wicked being cast into the lake of fire. But there are also many texts which teach that God that in the judgment. Every human being will take an oath, every single human being, every tongue and every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath that in the Lord alone is their righteousness and strength. And uh, Psalm 22 talks about uh, the whole world remembering and turning to the Lord. And Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 talks about um, uh, everything being reconciled, everything in heaven and on earth and under the earth um, in Jesus Christ, in the final full dispensation of the fullness of times. So you see, we have a problem. Two opposite groups of texts, both of which seem to contradict the other. Now, we can either settle for a contradiction like that and we can see people lining up on one side or the other and saying well I believe this group of texts and another person another group saying well I believe this group of texts or we can do our homework and be faithful biblical researchers and say well there can't be a contradiction here if it's God's word let's see how we can bring these two groups of texts together and see how they harmonize. Well, that sounds like common sense, doesn't it? It sounds like faith common sense, and yes, it is. And that is what I do. And that's what you will see me doing. Not We can't go into this subject in detail in this broadcast, but you'll see uh, references coming up per- periodically that will um, help you to understand how I try to do that. We can't settle, do you see, for one group of text versus the other, people who do that have skin in the game. That is to say, they believe that this group of texts show, uh, bolsters their denomination or supports their individual views. And uh, the other group thinks the other way. But we must do our homework and see how they harmonize. Now let me say to you, right from the bat off the bat, I should say, that the belief that God will save all men and women is not based upon the idea that all religions go in the same direction and that everybody will be saved because they're all basically good at heart. No, I don't believe that. I believe that in Jesus Christ alone is salvation, that there is no other way through to the kingdom except by him. And so even though all humanity will be saved, all humanity ultimately, either in this life or through the judgment, will go through the narrow gate of Jesus Christ, faith in him. And another thing that I want to say is that this belief that salvation comes to all human beings is not based upon their making a decision by their will to believe him. Because salvation comes not from our will, but from God's gift of faith. 
Well, you say, how in the world is everybody going to receive and accept that gift of faith? Well, some will accept it by faith in Jesus Christ because they have been brought to an end of themselves and seen that they have nothing left but dross and drought and they need Jesus. But others will be so self-confident and do good for their own well-being that they will go through judgments and those judgments will ultimately bring them to their knees. You see, the salvation of all does not deny the judgments of God, but recognizes that, that those judgments do not end in eternal death, but in redemption. You will notice when we go through some of these things that I do not downplay the judgments of God. They can be terrifying. And the only reason we can, as Christians, uh, release ourselves from that terror is faith in him that Jesus is our righteousness and our wholeness. And you'll say, well, wait a minute, um, salvation of all? Doesn't that deny that some deserve punishments because they've been very wicked? No, it doesn't deny that at all. There will be punishments for those who have done wickedly and have not come to faith in Jesus Christ. We all have to admit that the world is full of horrible and horrifying injustice. I, I meet it, I'm, I face it every day in the people I work with from time to time. And so, no, there's no sidestepping of truth, no softening of the gospel, no softening of the judgments to believe that God ultimately will save all because his mercy will triumph. There's no sidestepping of any of the, of the data in regard to salvation and judgment. There is rather an honest, earnest bringing together of all the messages of the scriptures that seem to contradict and making harmony out of them. Now, why is this important to say to you? Well, for one thing, there are many whose faith is blocked by the belief that God will burn people forever in hell. I believe that is an erroneous doctrine. I don't see that that is scriptural at all, and I will show you that in time. Um, because if God is not ultimately full of mercy, then some people will find him too terrifying to trust. We need to be able to trust in our God. And we don't sidestep the issues in order to create a soft kind of God in order to trust him. We face the facts found in Scripture. We stay faithful with Scripture. And in so doing, we arrive at the truth of this. Now, it may, as I say, offend you. And I really am sorry. And I want to assure you that even though you do not, may not believe what I am saying, that's okay. Trust in Jesus Christ. He is your Savior. Whether you believe all will be saved or a few will be saved. I hope you'll continue to listen. But I also say this because, to be quite honest, I'm losing, I think, some of my listenership. 
Some friends that I have known for some time are not responding lately with a donation, and so that makes it difficult. I've taken a risk to come out with what I believed to be scriptural truth here, and in so doing, uh, I've lost some support. That's why I'm asking you, if you really sense that I'm on the right track here, or if you would like to find out whether I'm on the right track and keep listening, then I need your support. By the way, I'm writing a book on this subject. I'm halfway through it. I'm on chapter 11. I don't expect the book will be finished for a couple more years at least, but I'm going through it faithfully through Scripture. And so I need your support to keep going. I wish there were some people who could commit to, uh, well, I've got a break. And let me tell you the rest after the break. So I wish there were some people who would be willing to commit to a certain amount per month to keep me going. Um, I, I'm being very personal here. I need to be able to keep do, do going. My major work is writing and these broadcasts. And if you can help me, then we'll see a wonderful, I hope, a wonderful book uh, published in time. And there are some of you who might want to donate uh, for a whole month's, uh, support a whole month's broadcast, which is 850 to $900 a month. There may be some who might want to donate for a, a week's broadcast, which is about $200, or some for just a one broadcast, which is $39. If you would like to do that, I would appreciate it very, very much so that we can recoup. I don't make any judgment, of course, on those who have chosen not to continue listening. That's fine. Everybody has different uh, beliefs and uh, different convictions and sees Scripture differently. That's all right. Let us simply trust by faith in Jesus Christ and let us help learn how to uh, walk with him through all the dark alleys of our lives. Well, if you'd might like to make your donations or make a commitment with a note as well, please send your donations to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or you can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. You can make regular donations automatically um, uh, if you wish to call me to arrange that, 303-738-8694. Thanks. I'll see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.